Today is the day to wake, work, and win. Welcome to The Standard. Are you addicted to anything? Like, what would you say is like an addiction for you? I do love to compete. Does that get in the way? I guess a better addiction might be I'm addicted to good deals. <laughs> you are addicted to good deals. <laughs> Uh, would does competing get in the way with what? Uh, I think sometimes even people who like to compete don't like to do it all the time. You like to do it all the time. Yeah, but I think it could get in the way with just competing. Sometimes it can uh, give the perception that you're you care about things. You know, you might care about winning more than developing. You know. Yeah, they see your love of competition as your love of winning and not your love of competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think competition is honestly like that's why we're such an advanced society. That's why we keep getting better. I mean, as much as people want to fight it, the reason we keep getting better, the reason we have these, you know, sweet ass cell phones in our hand, competition, you know? Yeah. I think. Uh, a misconception about you though is like you don't you, you don't like to lose but you don't like you you almost appreciate losing something well, I know the value in it yeah so yeah. when they see like man that guy just wants to win like yeah he does but at the same time it's not uh, it's more about that journey and it's more like I man I don't I maybe I learned this from pitching that it it's not necessarily I was I was better at competing and we can like metaphorically, you know, use this, but I was better at competing when I was focusing on executing the pitch as opposed to just beating the batter. Yeah. What's that quote? The person who likes to walk will walk farther than the person who's just trying to get to a destination. Destination. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it comes down to process versus result, Mm. which goes back to challenge versus threat, that type of stuff. But, uh, I just love, I love to compete. I love to, I love the process, you know, I love what you practice. Can you, can you execute it? It seems like a healthy addiction. Do you have any unhealthy? Well, it wasn't always healthy. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, somebody posted something the other day and they were talking about is like, if your performance on the field affects your off the field, that's a problem. And I was like, fuck that. That uh, was like the bane of my existence when I competed, mm. you know, it was, it was some rough like time. Like I didn't, I don't want to be around anybody if I had a bad game, you know, and that's not fun. Yeah. I never really mastered that, how to, you know, get past that and enjoy it more. And just, I, I mean, I learned the value in it later on, but you know, I think you put so much time in, you want to, you want to be so good that, when you don't meet your own expectations, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. disappointing. But uh, you're saying healthy addiction? Yeah. Is there healthy ones? Yeah, I mean, if you're addicted to your relationships, if you're addicted to, like, your kids and being a good provider and, I mean, fitness, 
can't be bad, right? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I think any addiction is bad. All right. So how would you define a, an addiction? An addiction is something that you cannot derive happiness from anything else but that thing. So I think what you're talking about is... Clarify that. So when you are addicted to a drug or let's say fitness, right? You cannot derive happiness from anything else but that. So if you don't work out, you're going to be unhappy. Uh, it's not that. It's... Nothing else makes me happy but working out. Like Nothing I, else in your life? Yeah. That is true addiction. Okay. So then what about someone who just like really, they need to check that box every day as part of, you know, they need to check that fitness box every day. Like it has to happen. Yeah. I would put that in like a lifestyle habit. Okay. So that's a healthy habit. Yeah. I To me, I think you can take anything to. This episode is brought to you by us, more importantly, our Patreon, and most importantly, our Patreon members. If you like what you're hearing, think about joining us. Head on over to the-standard.us, and for as little as $3 a month, you can get extra episodes, discounts on gear, monthly conference calls. So head on over to our site at the-standard.us, and remember to always like and subscribe. Back to the show. You can take anything too far. And so I have people super close to me who really got into fitness. They become like horrible eating disorders and, you know, they can't go out and enjoy a nice meal because they're so concerned. So, about. But here's the thing. Were they really into fitness or were they into body appearance? Yeah. And so that was like, that's not healthy. You know, it's like. Those lines get pretty blurry, though. Train, what was it? Train for performance and appearance will follow. Yeah. Train for appearance and, I don't know, you may may or may not get the performance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's an unhealthy. So I think it's like addiction. moderation in all things, you know? How about your little uh, your nicotine habit you got? Is that a your little nicotine healthy habit? That is that is a habit. That's not an addiction? Come on. No. Come I, on. Tr- truly, I don't think it is. Because you can... Like, okay. Stop tonight? Yeah, no problem. Okay. <laughs> As every... Is coffee an addiction? Uh, quitting coffee would be tough. I do this, like, have a little bit, you know, I'll be on a kick, and then for some reason, if I get into some project or something, I'll go, I might go a week. It's, if I'm not working, if we don't go to the fire station, I drink far less coffee. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Well, it's like there's a fresh pot almost all day, and when it gets cold. Although I've, I've switched to a lot of tea lately, but I started to take this these nicotine pouches um, after we had. You should get you should get Zen to sponsor the show. <laughs> I mean, as much as much as you guys at the station want this, you should. We had Rob Wolf on, and he was talking about using nicotine as a nootropic, and because there's receptors for it, right? That you guys are talking about. Yeah, there's nicotinic receptors in your brain, and you know, nicotine was vilified because of the delivery method, obviously. I mean, yeah. there is nothing good about smoking or using. So that cigar I had last tobacco. night, not good? You had a cigar last night? It's not good? Gross. No. Gross? Nothing has made me more sick than trying to smoke a cigar. Trying? Yeah, I tried. And that- <laughs> It was not good. That's well. So I think, you know, you have these things in your mind. You're like, I would never do that. Like I, I'm a healthy person. It's gonna negatively affect my performance, and I'm, I'm seeing it as like a performance enhancer. Now, just like anything else, you use too much of it, it's no longer it's a you know diminishing returns at, at a certain point. But I also have a feeling of like, all right, am I missing out on some things that could maybe help my performance in other ways? And it's like. Okay, is let's just take this for an example. Is it healthier to relax with utilizing THC or is it healthier to relax drinking? Right? Like there one has been vilified and the other has been glorified. And don't you think they both have been well, okay. I could see like yeah, alcohol is kind of vilified. Yeah, nobody really says like anymore if you go home and have that drink at night to decompress it's not a good thing in the end you know but it's but marijuana but thc can be i guess promoted as as having that effect and it's a little bit more better received these days yeah or you know the the push out here out west of the use of psychedelics as opposed to you know utilizing alcohol as this release you know, like what when we got together last night, what did we all do? We all went out and drank. Yeah. And it's is that is that healthier? Well, if it's not an addiction, right? Cuz none of us have this addiction. I think you're right. I think it's so like it's moderation. Okay, we have a few drinks or you go out and you can't have a few drinks, you have to go out and get blacked out. Yeah. Like I I think all things within moderation, I think are an appropriate way to uh, approach things that, I mean, honestly, anything. I mean, cause you can go overboard with everything, everything, everything. even your, everything. even your relationships, even your relationships, okay. you know, like get too far invested, too dependent. Well, if you don't hang out with anybody but your spouse, that is going to close off so many valuable relationships you can have in your life. But if you never hang out with your spouse, that also will close off maybe the most important relationship that you have. So I think you have to be open to the fact that, you know, you might try some stuff that you thought was. It's true in the fire service. Explain. If you go overboard. Oh. I mean, we, it, it, and that's your identity. Not, I don't think it's, a, yeah, it's not a healthy place to be. No. 
Yeah, you if your identity is solely, I think, one thing, that's going to be problematic. Like, well, you can't you know. change. If you're like, oh, I am a fireman, and then you leave the job, then yeah. you're like, what the fuck, dude? What or am- I'm so, so, so like heavily invested in, say, my kids, but then when they leave the house, now what? You're looking at your like, spouse, and you're like... Hi, I'm yeah. Cool. Or you, or you have zero interests. No matter, it's not even firefighters that leave. It's like anybody who retires. Yeah. It's like, well, now what do you do? Because you only did one thing. But I mean, there's, there's that entrepreneurial life where, I mean, I guess it's just it's not twenty, thirty years, but you know, they could spend ten years, and it's like these people are just all in all the time. Yeah, on their one thing. Yeah, and. That's an, yeah. So is is an, are all these small business owners that everything is poured into their business? You know, day and night, everything is that an addiction? I think you can destroy everything by being too invested in your business. I mean, if it's if that's all you're doing, the only people who you're hanging out with are other people in your industry. You might have to do that for a little while to get things going and to be to get to where you want to be you got to slowly back out yeah Yeah. i'm a little too far into this thing you know i'm a little too deep because i can't and again it goes back to can you derive happiness from other things so if you're out on a date and all you can think about is everything that you have to do tomorrow or hey i'm missing this webinar right now that's not that is an addiction so do you have an addiction that you're not necessarily addicted to because you aren't like you aren't allowing it to enter your life but you know if it did it would be an addiction yeah i'm i mean i (laughs) i mean i think that if i used certain drugs i would that would I would ruin my life. But do you want to use those drugs? No. Okay. Well, that, I'm saying Absolutely this not. is something you would want to do, but you don't because you know, oh, this, I'm going to be addicted to it. So here's my problem um, among many things. When I choose to do something, it's 100% in. And it's a good quality. Well, it is and it isn't. I think it gets frustrating for the people around me because it's like, oh, you just, now you're into this. And last year you were an ultra runner and this year you're doing this. And I'm like, I see, like, I don't, I, don't, I see an end date to these things. So, like, yeah, I spent eight months training and I was a nut job about it. I mean, everything that I did had at the center of it, obviously my family and things like that. But even still, I was getting up at four. To go for, you know, three, four hour long runs. And then I come home and try my best to be there. But I wasn't as attentive as I would have been if I didn't do those things. So, like, right now I'm studying for the lieutenant's test. And every spare second that I have, I'm in the books. But there's an end date to it. So, I think it's a healthy balance because there's... I can look at a calendar and say, hey, I'm I'm going to be off of this. But the second the lieutenant's test is over, I don't know what the other thing will be. Probably this. 
you know, like I, I, I always, I need to have, I need to have friction to be happy. You know, like I have to have that challenge. Yeah. Like I have to have a goal. I need to have something going usually. So what is like when you don't have that, what initially it sounds good. It's like, Oh, I need a break. You know, oh, I'm getting worn out. I sit around and it's like, I start looking for a project or start looking for an investment or start looking for, you know, some sort of endeavor, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to really, really like buying, like flipping cars. Man, that sounds so stressful. It was kind of an addiction. It was like going back to either this show or in one of our previous shows talking about, you know, I'm addicted to a good deal. I really am. What about it is like, attractive to you i don't know you and i are very different in that way yeah i mean i just uh i i get that adrenaline high i think when it's like you sell something it's like i i it's like my mind knows i know what i paid for that like there could i could go anything in this house you know like i know what i paid for that and if, if it's time to sell it i get more for it i mean i i take like huge pride in the fact that I've I've never lost money on a car. So So like you Is it a winning thing? You're like you feel like you I win. So I think so. Oh yeah, it makes me. But it makes I mean sense, I right? see I see like take cars for example, right? It's it's a comp- stupid, right? Depreciating assets. Um look at I look at how much these guys are spending on trucks and it's like three years it's half that and I'm just like that's money out the door, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something that's it's that it's an addiction, I guess. Of let me find that car for well under value, put a little money into it, and then drive it for three or four years, and then I might end up selling it, and I sell it for more than I bought it for. Yeah, you know, like that OBS Ford we got. You know, it's probably worth twice as much as what I paid for it, and that's kind of like that addicting high. Mm. Used to be really bad. I mean, that it was. I would say it was an addiction. Fifteen years ago or so. Now it's like a hobby. Yeah. You know. Maybe that's a real back. Yeah, because it was outside. It was. It was not moderated. Yeah. You know. Oh man, I I drove through a a dealership lot on my way over here. Stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that. And get raped at that dealership oh man well let me talk to my manager and see see if we can work a payment plan for you we can do we can do 30 years now (laughs) what do you need your payment to be yeah what do you need to be what is it you can buy rvs on like a 30-year plan like come on how long does the rv last i gotta think the life of an r like the functional life of an rv that's used is probably five ten years ten years yeah and you're I mean, unless you maintain it. I mean, if it gets garaged, I'm sure. But yeah, but then you're gonna want something new. You're gonna want, you know. I mean, I used to be. Nobody wants to be cousin Eddie, and that there is an RV. You don't yeah. want that RV, especially yeah. if it's sitting in your driveway for um, the next month. Cars are tough, man. I like. That's definitely one of those things that I wish I was a little bit better. About. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna get you through this. Well. I look at the other people in my life and I am way better. And so that's like my, what do you mean? Uh, so 
Dude, I bet you my dad's had 40 cars. I'm, I'm past that. Uh, but n- in 40, like, new cars. That's a lot of money down the drain. Oh, yeah. Damn. And so I look at me, and I'm like, oh, I've had my truck for 10 years. Like, that's, I mean, I'm ready that's, to, a, that's good. You know. I mean, I might buy a new car when I retire, but I'll keep it forever. Yeah. You know? Maybe. I don't know if I'd ever buy a new one. Like, that year... Yeah, I probably would that still go. I still would go private party, yeah. and I would still, yeah, just find find somebody who maintains. You know, like buy a Lexus. Those people take care of their cars, or like really nice like trucks. Yeah, the Denali's, the oh, King yeah. Ranches. People take care of you know right. And get one of those used. That's the way to go. Guess we'll find out. Yep, mm, open up a car lot. <laughs> 